Xerxes Boschengear, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So I, I've been uh, listening and watching your TEDx uh, keynote speech and, and listening to some interviews and uh, some really incredible material. You know, you're a futurist, uh, a consultant. Uh, you've spoken around the world. You've traveled the world. Um, you know, and and you're involved in some really interesting things. And and but the way that you came to my attention originally was that I, I have a a group on Facebook uh, that's about uh, sleep shift. Uh, sorry, sleep work shift disorder. You know, people that that have uh, issues with their circadian rhythm because they um you know they have trouble getting to sleep. They work all night or they work irregular shifts, and um, you know, it completely messes up their life where they can't get a, a good night's sleep or they go home and uh, now the husband or wife wants them to, you know, to kind of stay awake with the rest of the family after they've been working all night. But, um, and, and I know that audio programs can help people with things like anxiety, difficulty sleeping, even with meditation. And, and so I, I saw that you have a, uh, an audio program, an app that people can download. And uh, you have various audio programs that help people with, with different things and, and not just sleep and anxiety, but probably meditation and you know, some spiritual things too. Can you tell me more, more about that? Yeah, so basically um, what I'm, uh, so how should I start? Uh, so the one part of me is the speaker, like well, as you talked about TEDx, I've been speaking and all around the world and things like this. And uh, so I talk there more about the future. But uh, where I basically, um, the way I work when it comes to gaining insights and things like this is really that I work a lot with um, altered states of consciousness through uh, meditation, breath work and uh, trance and hypnosis, things like these. So uh, when the pandemic hit, I really uh, thought of, because I use a lot of uh, these, always, I do this for 20 years now, I'm also a counselor. And um, I started because I just had time, because as a speaker, you don't have a lot of speeches during uh, the first lockdown, especially. After that, it has changed a lot. But uh, basically what happened is that I had the idea to record a lot of stuff, uh, mainly for myself, and I shared it with friends and they really liked it. And, uh, and then somehow the idea um, uh, was born to um, uh, make it public and uh, make it available for more people. So basically the techniques that I use for myself to make them available. And uh, eventually now I have an app where you can it's a very basic app uh, at the moment it's uh, it's just very new on the on, on the app store and uh, the idea was really um just uh, to make it more accessible because it's very different when people have to sit behind the computer and listen to something on a computer uh, rather than uh, just plugging in the headphones and wherever they are can they can listen to the thing so the focus on on the app is basically um, guided meditations different types of breath work and uh, trans sessions trans sessions hypnosis things like this and it's uh, very new and it's it's growing so yeah that's that's basically what i'm doing at the moment okay so like by with guided meditations would that be you like reading or speaking on the recording to help guide people into a, a into a different state of consciousness. Exactly. So there's always topics also um, concerning sleep. I think I have one or two different uh, trans sessions and meditations on uh, sleep. 
There's also at least one technique of breath work that is very good for sleep, for example. It's called the six uh, breaths method. It's very simple and uh, very powerful, not just for sleep. It's, uh, it's a very powerful method for really resetting the system and relaxing. And uh, it's very basic. And I, use, I work a lot with binaural beats. Um, because binaural beats have a major effect on the brain wave states. And I think you're familiar with that. I, I saw that you've shared some things on binaural beats. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, basically what I do is through my, my voice um, and uh, storytelling sometimes to guide people into a different uh, state of consciousness and when it comes to sleep especially it's really a lot about relaxation really get to the state of relaxation you can use these techniques just uh, as a means to get to relaxation but also you can use these methods this is what i use them a lot for where the relaxation is the, the fundament of it to really then have also new insights and uh, connecting different ideas and thoughts because once you're in this deep state of relaxation you can see perceive the world also differently and this is this is where i come from the futurist side how i i um a lot of things that i perceive i perceive in these altered states of consciousness where relaxation is the first step yeah that makes sense uh, you know i was just reading an article about um Thomas Edison, how he would get inspiration by holding a weight in his hand. And you know, just yeah. as he was falling asleep, he'd let it drop to the floor. And right when he entered that, entered that early hypnagogic state, right before you fall asleep, and he would get inspiration from that. Exactly. So it's it's exactly, basically, um, it's it's these type of techniques, you know. So I also, what, what uh, I will upload this week, a uh, new um, um, uh, track, it's a power nap track uh which is now for people especially who work at home for example and they have the luxury uh of uh, in between uh, uh work uh, and, and projects you know to just to lie down for 10 12 minutes but what really happens when you power nap for example is exactly very similar to this uh, article you talk about uh, edison and dali also i think they mentioned that they would hold the ball and the moment it would fall would uh, wake up again and that's the most creative state also the dalai lama i remember said um once at there was a teaching where i had was fortunate enough to to join um in austria that was and and there he talked about how important this in-between state between sleep full sleep and and um uh, full awakening is because that's a state when we look from the spiritual point of view i mean uh, there's people who believe in that and others that don't but when we talk about enlightenment he said it's one of the easiest ways to get to enlightenment so what this article really um, explains is this in-between state and using this in-between state um, to um, so on the spiritual path to get enlightened, but you can use it for creativity and and for just really resetting your system. And power napping is also very helpful, but not obviously not for people who cannot fall asleep because they cannot power nap, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And usually the topic of this podcast is addiction, and, and these things are definitely closely related to addiction. I, th I think a lot of people that get caught up in drug addiction 
maybe started out, you know, on a spiritual journey of like trying to explore, um, you know, the spiritual world or higher dimensions, you know, through psychedelic drugs, you know, things like marijuana and LSD and, and those kind of things and uh, psilocybin. And then they get sidetracked into the, the harder, more addictive drugs and kind of get lost. And, and um, you know, and at some point when they get into recovery and, and try to get away from, from drugs, you know, drug use, that maybe they want to get back to that spiritual journey. And, um, you know, but now without the use of drugs, hopefully, but, it, you know, exploring it in different ways and, you know, these different states of consciousness that can be induced through sound, through guided meditation, um, you know, and trying to enter the, these hypnagogic states of just, uh, you know, and I definitely agree with you, taking naps is, is great, you know, taking a power nap throughout the day, just five, 10, 15 minutes. And, uh, and, and I know that it's happening to me, like I started hearing these voices in my head kind of talking, and I know I'm kind of going to that state, and usually it's just random stuff. And, you know, just before I fall asleep and, um, but yeah, it, it's a great feeling and, and it's a great feeling to, I think for a person who's had an addiction problem in the past to, to be able to do that without having to worry about the hangover and all the side effects and da brain damage and stuff associated with, with drugs. Yeah. So, I mean, what my experience is as a counselor and also on the spiritual path that, uh, this is uh, seeking for the spiritual spirituality, spiritual path and addiction are very, very, um, close close together the border of it is very very narrow and uh, even in german i'm i'm based in austria vienna and uh, basically my mother tongue is german although i was born in tehran and uh, in german the the um the the term um addiction and um, search for for higher truth is uh, basically almost the same word you know and oh wow and this is um, this is very interesting. And um, so, what I really can suggest to people who, through their spiritual path, have become addicted, I can really, really suggest for most people, uh, meditation is too hard. You know, to start off with classical meditation, mindfulness meditation. There's a study that shows that ninety-nine percent of people. Um, they don't uh, continue meditating uh, mindfulness after the first time they've tried because either they haven't felt anything or it was just too boring or too long. And this is also um, why I really uh, am very happy that uh, I guess you've heard of Wim Hof. Um, he's uh, very big in breath work. Uh, he's called the Iceman, and he's famous for his records of how long he world records how, how long he has been in the ice water, and uh, and in cold exposure he ran up uh, the Mount Everest in his shorts and things like that. He has a few uh, world records, and what he does is he does it through breath work. Um, so it's just like fifteen minutes uh, method, and he really. What he did um, for breath work is really to show the world how powerful it is. Uh, and the technique that he applies is also very simple, very simple technique. And there's a lot of different techniques that are also simple and uh, some of them are even more powerful. Uh, but he really, really made breath work big. And really for people who have an issue with addiction, breath work can really be uh, uh, a path. Because first of all, it's very easy. It's much easier than meditation. And then when you apply one of those shorter forms of breath work, 
Uh, it doesn't even take a long time. Um, and the thing is with breath work, um, people can get into this um, brain states that are similar to um, LSD, peyote, um, so mescaline, um, and, and DMT um, experiences. They're not, of course, uh, full-on. Some people even have full-on experiences like that. They say that they, they have, have uh, like, it's no difference for them. But uh, most people will have at least, like, a light type of experience. And even just uh, practicing it, it a little, not... Uh, not uh not they don't necessarily have to do it for months or years for for it to get to the stage so this is really why i think for people who do not want to use psychedelics or have used psychedelics and fallen into addiction breath work is actually one of the best paths okay is is there um like a, a simple exercise that, that you could describe like that someone listening right now could practice right now or right after they list, finish listening so um basically um i mean wim hof is is very popular so there's a lot of uh, videos of wim hof online uh on, on youtube you'll find um the what i what i specifically offer is a method um that i just call initiate breath because it initiates um yeah, these different types of states it's very similar to wim hof but i combine it with uh vocal toning also vocal toning has been shown that it has uh, just after five to ten minutes of vocal toning has effects of altering the states of consciousness and um, i combine these two methods uh, when it's uh, when it comes to so it's deep breath and then breath retention and uh, this is the classic Wim Hof method and you do three or four rounds. The way I do it is it's deep breath for like 40 seconds, approximately one minute. Um, then uh, I do vocal toning and then breath retention. And I do this three times also. People find it, it's, it's quite easy once you've done it the first time. And uh, it's, it's, it's very powerful. For most people, really the first time already feel something. So this is really when it comes, It's this is a more energizing type of uh, breathing technique. The other one for especially people with uh, sleeping disorders or who want just to reset the body. So for example, they are working for four hours and they just want to you know, calm down uh, be, be, before they start with the, the next uh, project on that day. They want to have just, you know, change of mood, change of thoughts. Um, for resetting the system, I really suggest this express method, which is very simple. You just um, you breathe in uh, for six seconds and breathe out for six seconds. And you just do this for 10 minutes. So I have a recording. Uh, if someone goes on my website, for example, they can download it straight away or they can download the app. It's even more convenient and um, just access it for free. And um, there you have a ringing of a bell so you don't have to count or think you just you know with the ringing of the bell you breathe in and breathe out so that's the most powerful method that i know for really resetting the system or if someone wants to go to sleep for example so these are two methods that i really really suggest um outside of what i offer as i said wim hof is very very popular uh and uh, the method is very good and there's a lot of other i mean there is um 
there's such a big variety of breathing techniques. I mean, there's one method, it's called the 478 method. Um, it's also very simple and very good. And there's, there's a, a lot of things to explore. What I always say, it's uh, what is important for people is to find the method they really enjoy most. And um, because then they will practice it, you know. So it takes a little bit of exploration. The methods that I offer really are methods that have that where I've seen that they have worked with a lot of people instantly, where they didn't have to, you know, practice. This is, as I said, the problem with meditation often, mindfulness um, things where it's about silence and not guided, that you really need to practice and do it at least at least for a week before you you. Uh, even feel something most people don't get to this week you know so yeah 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 that, that sounds great I, I think just the idea of like being able to listen to a recording you know like you were saying how you kind of guide people through it and um, you know and, and give them the timing of it and, and help them out with with how to do the breathing and uh, I think there's also something to, to hearing a person's voice that, that has kind of that deep spiritual center and the experience just for example, um, I, I know this guy who's been through a lot of different, uh, and, and honestly, in his case, he's been through a lot of different psychedelic experiences, traveling to, you know, working with shamans and the ayahuasca and uh, ibogaine and things like that, and talks about, you know, near death or death-like experiences. And when I talked to this guy, j just his description of his perception of reality, of being a, you know, multidimensional universe and a multidimensional being and how we're all part of the same consciousness interacting with each other. And when he talks about that kind of stuff, it's almost like it induces an altered state, just hearing him speaking the words. And, you know, I can imagine that, that and I almost feel that way when you're talking, you know, almost like, you know, just kind of reality just kind of almost moves back a little bit and everything changes focus. And, um, you know, you just kind of feel differently and see things differently. So I, I think there's something to that, just hearing the tone of your voice and hearing the depth of your experience coming through. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I think really to start off with, it's it's really really helpful. Um, once you get to to you know, once you have more experience, then it really makes sense to go to the more advanced techniques um, where uh, you you're not dependent on uh, anyone's voice or instructions anymore, but really follow follow your intuition, follow your heart, you know, and. Um, but yeah, to start off with, definitely, it's it's very, very helpful and useful to have some guidance. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, um, just to, uh, you know, in the last few minutes, I just wanted to talk about the the futurist part of, you know, of what you do. And, you know, listening to your TED Talk was really interesting. And, you know, when I, when I think of, um, you know, futurists, you know, there's, you know, the, like people like Ray Kurzweil, who talks about the singularity coming, how we're going to merge with artificial intelligence. And, um, you know, and Stephen Wolfram, who made Wolfram Alpha, which is kind of the running behind the, the scenes in a lot of areas, you know, like when you ask your iPhone to do a calculation, it's going to, to Wolfram. And, you know, these, these great scientific minds who are predicting that, that complexity is just going to keep moving forward. And, and I guess we're at that, they talk about the hockey stick, you know, like where the hockey stick is, is straight, most of it's straight. And then you get to the curve and like suddenly everything's changing faster than you can imagine and you talk about those kind of things do you do you think that that's coming up that where humans could could somehow merge with artificial intelligence in the future 
Well, I mean, the way I perceive it, it's 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 uh, already taking place, actually, and uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, if I had the chance to ask the Lama if he ever would uh, uh, reincarnate in the in, in an artificial intelligence, if it w that would be the best for humanity, I, I would be very interested what his response would be. Um, the way I understand us humans is that we are not very different to artificial intelligence. So the, the big difference is that we are biological. Um, but uh, as uh, neuroscience has shown, for example, is that basically we are programmed. We are programmed by our genes, so that's the hardware. And we are programmed by our environment, and that's the software and the culture of our family. Um, and society, family especially in the first place, and then society where we have grown up. And uh, neuroscience shows that basically um, that we do not uh, really uh, have a free will. We are basically automated uh, beings, and that is because of um, our programming through society and our hardware basically so this is really how i see us humans and uh, artificial intelligence the only difference is it's not yet biological although there is uh, a lot of work uh, going towards that that artificial intelligence uh, will be biological as well um, that uh, they're trying to build computers that are based uh, on, on on brain cells and things like this so it's going towards that um direction and also where i want to connect it to what we've talked before about breathwork and meditation is uh, i think uh, one of the only means to um disrupt uh, this not uh, being this not being fully automated but thinking out of the box and getting out of the box of our, our programming or our human programming is altered states of consciousness, which can be again induced through breath work or meditation, um, and uh, also uh, hypnosis. And also hypnosis really shows us that uh, how easy, uh, how e like how easily we we react to commands and everything. You know, it's it's if you ever watch um, there is this TEDx talk, for example, by Albert Nuremberg. If you watch his TEDx, TEDx talk, uh, it's, uh, I think it's been watched uh, more than 10 million times. So it's one of the more popular TEDx talks. Um, I think it's called, Is Hypnosis Real? And when you watch this, you really see that we humans are programmed. But to get back to the futurist part, yes, I definitely um, believe that uh, we will one day merge with artificial intelligence. I, I, it's, it's perhaps only a matter of time. So some think it will be in in the next twenty years. Um, some think it will be think it will be in two hundred years. I'm I cannot make any predictions on that. I can just say I'm definite about that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, interesting that uh, there, there's a product. I think it's called uh, GPT three that generates text. And uh, I now there's all these like new companies coming out that are that are making use of it. And uh, like just a lot of them suddenly have come out recently, you know, just one after another that uh, that use this software and, and they can it can generate text that looks you can't tell the difference. It looks like it was written by a person. And now uh, website blogs are being written by artificial intelligence. And you just you can't tell if it was. Written. In fact, I used one of these products to 
just to write a few blog posts, not on my main blogs, but I have like a couple of blogs that, that don't get a lot of traffic. So I experimented and I went back to show them to someone and I couldn't remember which ones were written by me and which ones were written by the machine. They, they look so similar. So, so yeah, I mean, we're definitely, you know, at a point now where artificial intelligence, I don't know if it knows what it's writing, but it can definitely write as well as a human. Definitely. And I've also made this experiment recently because, uh, you know, because of my work, I need to be up to date with a lot of things. And I was also really surprised because I had exactly the same experience as, as you had. Um, how well written um, the texts. I just experimented a bit, but how well written the texts are. So, And I mean, there is artificial intelligence um there's also music by artificial intelligence and and uh you know the drawings by artificial intelligence there's already a lot of things i mean it might still take a long long time until it will match uh, human intelligence um but also maybe it will go much quicker than 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 we thought i mean i i i really have to find out from the scientific point of view but i always say uh, how many how, how many decades do you think it has taken uh, the the amphibia in, in in the water to to be able to get out of the water and breathe and become human slowly you know <laughs> so I mean there yeah. must be like a jump it must go very quickly because if they cannot breathe uh, on, on uh, you know outside of the water how how did they make this transition so sometimes I don't know what the scientific explanation is I really should find out. But sometimes things really, really, you know, make this quantum leap um, that suddenly, you know, there's a change. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, now, I, I was wondering, uh, you're, you're involved in so many different things, but do you still uh, work with people as a consultant or a therapist individually at all? I, I do both. Yeah, I do both. I mean, uh, I don't focus on on um, working on individually with people on um, in, in the sense of I don't uh, try to acquire anyone, but if people come yeah. up to me, I'm always happy to work with them if uh, if I can really help and, and uh, provide value to w whatever they need um, and if I have time. So it's in, in, in this. Yeah. Sense. What's, what's the, um, I mean, first of all, what's the, the best way someone can find your, your app? Like what's the name of the app if they want to download it or visit the website? So um, the website is called initiatelife.life, but since initiate is written with an X instead of the T and life with F and not V, it's so 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 confusing for many people. So for here for here, I will just say also you can access it through dreams, so like the dreams.fm, like radio, you know, dreams.fm. It's uh, okay is a way to access it and the app it's called initiate audio trips so if you type in audio trips in um in in uh apple app store or android app store you'll find my my app okay yeah i'll put links in the show notes so people can find it that way and uh is that what's the best way if someone wanted to reach out to you or to to read some of your work uh do you have a, a web, like a website like we're or a, uh, what's the best way people can reach out if they wanted to get in touch yeah. with you? As I said, like uh, the streams.fm or initiate.life. Um, it's there you'll find find uh, the way to contact me. Um, yeah, that's the easiest. When it comes to to uh, my speaking, I also have a speaking website that's uh, very different to uh, the website now for the app and uh, the altered states of consciousness. 
Uh, it's zerxis.re, but you can put this also in the show notes. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll put that. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at that. That that was a really great site and really interesting. And um, you know, as far as like, uh, and, and you're are you still available for speaking events as they come up? If if an event needs a keynote speaker. Oh yeah, exactly. So this is what I mainly do now at the moment. I uh, speak at events and I work on this uh, the, this platform. Basically, what Initiate is, is it's not just the, the initial idea is not just um, to share this um, uh, tracks, but it's 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 connected to really my work as a futurist. Also, my TEDx talk, really what I talk about is that we need a new generation of people who in, initiate the change and they that lead the change. And uh, really what I believe in is that um, what I, this is just a starting point, what I do in the app, that I help people to get to a different uh, state of consciousness, so what I call next level consciousness. And then from there, go from there and build a better future and, uh, you know, a sustainable world for us and, and things that change. And uh, so basically initiate as a platform where the first step is really what I share through these audio tracks, what I call the audio trips. Yeah, yeah. Just, and just quickly, I wanted to say that that was something I found really fascinating in, the, in your TEDx talk where you talked about uh, the blockchain being used to reward people for good behavior for, you know, things of maybe, I mean, it could be anything from using less uh, fossil fuels to maybe eating less animals or, or whatever it is, whatever positive Think can lead us towards you know a better future and treating the earth better uh you know maybe ho hopefully slowing down global warming which i know you said 30 years it might be too late for us at that point uh, maybe it's already too late in some sense but um but but yeah using like the, these new technologies to um to you know which i think in addiction um they actually do that in addiction treatment uh let me sorry i just want to look at the, the name of it um I just had a note about that. Uh, oh, and okay, contingency management. Um, I think they they use it in con contingency management. They use it in some areas. They've tried it. I think in New York and California, actually paying people who are addicted to drugs to not use drugs. Um, you know, and, and I think another uh, guest had, had mentioned paying mothers to take proper care of their children or something like that. Uh, I mean, it, so. And even though it's controversial, but the idea of like paying people, rewarding people for, for doing the right thing is proven to work. And, and you had brought that up about uh, blockchain or something like Bitcoin being used to, to reward people to live a better lives. Well, I mean, basically, so when it comes to the blockchain, it's, it's uh, perhaps the most misunderstood technology uh, at the moment. Uh, or one of the most misunderstood technologies. So because of the the Bitcoin hype and cryptocurrency hype, uh, like all the people went into it and use it as a means of speculation. But really uh, the idea of uh, the blockchain is to create a, a um, system where people get rewarded for taking part in, in, in a system that in the ecosystem that uh, brings some type of value. So the Bitcoin blockchain, the, the value um, that is brought there is really to create a currency that is independent of banks. The idea of the Bitcoin blockchain was to be independent of, of economic crashes. Um, and there's different types of blockchains that do different things. So, for example, there's blockchains. Um, there was a project in Vienna that uh, where when you were using the bicycle or walking instead of using the car, 
you would get rewarded um, tokens um, by by the city of Vienna. And with those tokens, you would be able to do certain things, you know. So the Bitcoin blockchain is just one blockchain and you can have blockchains for different purposes and different ideas. And people taking part in uh, or doing these actions get get the reward. But uh, the focus on blockchains uh, like Bitcoin have um, the initial idea of why it was created has been kind of misused by the speculation market. And um, this yeah. is why most people just uh, associate blockchain with uh, speculation, but this will change. I mean, this, um, it will take some time, but uh, it will change and people will start to understand that actually blockchain is not about speculation, but it's really about uh, creating a better world. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, that's great. I didn't realize that that was already being used. That there are people are already being rewarded for for doing the right thing. I mean, it's it's just starting off. You have to imagine we're like when it comes to the internet, we're in the year ninety six, ninety seven. Really, the internet took off in two thousand, and and the first yeah. really really like uh, major applications started even later, like. Um, no, no judgment about different platforms, but just like the big platforms like YouTube and Facebook, they were way beyond 95. So we're at the beginning stages of the blockchain. And um, I mean, it's not the very, very beginning. It already exists um, now for uh, 13 years. But um, but uh, that the, the society understands what it is and what its true potential is beyond um, speculation there we are still at the beginning and it will take some time but eventually um i'm pretty sure it will prevail yeah definitely okay uh xerxes thank you for joining me today on the podcast yeah thank you very much